Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. After 2018, yeah, I understand. In 2018, you throw another $1,200 at his problem, which is becoming your, which is your problem because you can't work your way out of a paper bag. This is the plaintiff, Tiffany Rolfs. She says she and the defendant were in a serious relationship for a few years and have a child together. She paid for his car insurance and violations, and he owes her $5,000 and refuses to pay. That's why she's here in this court, suing. This is the defendant, William Best, Jr., He says the plaintiff is a bitter woman, and the car costs she's suing him for are all her costs. The woman won't let him see their child, and he hopes the judge can talk some sense into her, because he owes her no money. He's accused of letting his daughter's mother down. All parties, please use your right hand. What you are about to witness is real. The participants are not actors. They are actual litigants with a case pending in civil court. Both parties have agreed to drop their claims and have their cases settled here before Judge Marilyn Millian in our forum, the People's Court. People's Court is now in session. The Honorable Judge Marilyn Millian is now presiding. Litigants have been sworn, Your Honor. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, Your Honor. Okay, Ms. Rolfs, uh, how is it you know Mr. Bess? Who appears to think that this is all some big joke because he's acting like a cartoon character as opposed to a litigant. Okay? Uh Go ahead, Ms. Rolfs. Uh, We we were in a long-term relationship for at least 10 to 11 years on and off. Uh, And in that relationship, we have a daughter together. Okay, how old's the daughter? She is 12 now. Okay. You guys broke up when? Oh, probably like maybe seven, eight years ago. It's been a long time. Okay, so while broken up, apparently, I, I can't quite tell, but the timing of this, did you co-sign for the purchase of a car for him after you guys were broken up? Correct, yes. Why? Why? That is a good question, Your Honor. Trust me, I ask okay. it all the time. My parents ask it. I, it's a, I can't, I don't know why. I don't know why I did it. Okay, and so what kind of car is it, Mr. Bess? Uh, Chevy Impala, I believe it was um, 2006. And you bought it in what year? Uh, I believe it was 2014. Okay. And Judge, and may I So apologize? how is it that you approach your ex to co-sign? At the time, she was not my ex. At the time, oh, okay. we were still well, together. Well, that would make more we sense. Were living... Okay. Yes, she was not my ex at all. Um, we were living together. Uh, we were living at the same residence. We were taking. I was taking care of her son and my daughter. We were doing this together. Um, I had purchased the car for her years before. Why did she have to co-sign? Because I only had a learner's permit. All right. Then, after, did you ever get your license? Yes, I have my license. So why yes. didn't you she, just she take her name too. off of the car then? Because I asked her for years and years and years. Once we finally broke up, I asked her to take her name off the car. She would not do that. 
she took my name off of her insurance, but by keeping my name on her her registered list, it she reaps the benefits. Her insurance is lower by having two cars. Wait, wait, how does she reap benefits? How does she reap benefits? Because by having two cars, her insurance Yeah, but you have to lower. pay for insurance. You have to pay two insurances to get a discount yes. for having two cars. And I but was you paying she, my insurance. Right, and uh -huh. then she canceled the insurance. Yes. Did you get other insurance on the vehicle or you just kept driving it without insurance? No, I got insurance. I had insurance. But the insurance ended up lapsing. When she took me off of her insurance, which was substantially uh, cheaper, it um, it lapsed. It lapsed because of that. I paid those fines. It lapsed because I, you didn't I, pay it. No, it lapsed because of the changing. She didn't tell me immediately that she took me off. Okay, but she is, you, you understand that she's suing you for like five grand for three or four years worth of not having insurance on a registered vehicle. And she kept mm -hmm. yelling at you about it every year. So if you had insurance, why didn't you just submit your insurance information to the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles in your state or whoever was issuing these fines? Because I Are had, they tickets? I Are they actual tickets that he's getting? Ms. No, this uh, is actual none of insurance. No, no insurance. It, this is administratively because the okay. insurance company, when he stops paying, they cancel it, and then they immediately send it over within 30 days to the MVA. So that's how So was I'm it three different these. years' worth of insurance companies yes. that were... Okay. Yes. So, Mr. Bess, how is it that yeah. every year you just stop paying your insurance and you think there's no consequence? There's all these thousands of dollars in administrative fines that are getting logged up because you don't get new insurance. I mean, how much longer did you think your ex-girlfriend was going to be paying your insurance or have it on her policy? Well, it didn't happen. Um, she uh, canceled the insurance that I had with her within a year, less than a year, probably. Okay. I had right. New, so I, I, then you're you understand you're supposed to have insurance if you have a vehicle. And I did. You get that part, right? And I did. Show me proof you paid a penny in insurance in three years. So you proof you can go through. Um, my apologies, Your Honor. I don't have the uh, paperwork, but at the same time, uh, the motor vehicle industry can tell you that. I had insurance. It wasn't until the last. Are they going to testify in this trial? No, Your Honor. And and Ms. Ross can't can't show proof that I I didn't pay those that insurance. She can't show that, and, oh, and she's also. Thank you. This is from the controller <laughs> of Maryland. It's sent to your apartment. Yeah. Is that it? It's being sent, Ms. Uh, Rolfs, to your apartment. Correct. They ref they they took my state income tax for this insurance fine because I had to go into a contract with the central collection unit back in 2019 um, in order to get my vehicle registered because of his lapse in insurance. When I first found out about it in February of 2019, I contacted him and I asked him to please, please, please. So this is this, is this very first from 2017. That's the contract uh -huh. that I had to enter in 2019. So every time I went to go do something with my vehicle, as far as making sure it was on the road legally, I would run, this is what would happen. There would be insurance fines. And I would go Why to him and I would ask him. Why didn't you just take your name him. off the car? I asked several times for him to meet me at the MVA, which I've provided all of the text messages 
going all the way back to 2017, asking him several times, please meet me at the MVA, please meet me at the MVA, please take my name off your vehicle and so forth. And he would completely outright ignore me. Yeah, but he can't sue Esponte. He can't take your name off the vehicle. You know, you guys have to either, but you also don't have to go together. Right, but you right. but you're but not powerless in a situation like this. Right. Can I ask yes, you a question? Are there tags on the car? I removed them. Cor when did you I remove the, the tags? tags? In April of 2019, because the MVA was telling me that I could not get my name off of the vehicle unless it was re-registered in somebody else's name. I could not meet Mr. Best because he refused to meet up with me to even sign the title or for me to sign the title for it to get re-registered solely in his name. I, he was not working with me whatsoever. I was even trying to get him to meet me at the MVA so that way he could go into contract for his insurance fines and he wouldn't meet me at the MVA. I had to go into that No, that, that's gonna me, cost him money. Way. He'd much rather just stick you with that, which is why, exactly. you know, maybe you don't co-sign on a, on a boyfriend's loan, much less an ex-boyfriend's loan. When did you guys break up? 2014? And when did you co-sign? Oh he's probably correct about the time frame that he bought the car, like 2014, 2015. Um, I remember When did you guys break up? My insurance in 2016. So I originally Okay, so all right, that's actually that was the that was the question yeah. I should have asked. You remove him from your but insurance in 2016. Just a second. In 2017, you get fined or you have to pay $175.50 of his fines, because you know the guy didn't get insurance. Why didn't you take the plates off the car in 2017? Why do you wait two more years worth of, according to you, there's two more years and, and, and $3,400 worth of fines. Why don't you take the plates off in 2017? I, I wish I could answer that question. Why? I probably, because it was just a $175 fine, and I just wanted to get my vehicle well, then let me ask you this. After 2018, yeah, I understand. In 2018, you throw another $1,200 at his problem, which is becoming your, which is your problem because you can't work your way out of a paper bag and figure out how to get this solved. But what's killing me is you, you can pony up the 1200 because that's a path of least resistance at the moment. At the moment, you can make your problems go away with 1200 So you make your Why are you nodding? Because I'm going to be with you in I'm a sorry. second. You're terrible. Yes, I was just, All right, so, no, was, I'm just, yes. you know, how do you do this to the mother of your child? Tell me that. I can explain. Because she would not take her name off the, off the uh, car. I had asked her prior years, when we finally broke up and she took my name off of her insurance, I was asking her constantly to come to meet me at the MVA, come to get their name off the car. She would ignore can me. Can you show she me proof of that? Because she showed me proof of texting you and asking That's, you to go at the MVA. I'm going to show you my being and let you know the truth. Ms. Ross, the daughter of my mother, who I try to contact constantly, who blocks my number. Because the mother she, of your she's daughter. Just that one. Yes. Yes. And I still see as the mother, mother of a son that she also doesn't let me see. But the, what we're dealing with is financial issues. And I've been asking her, when she found out I was with someone else and she took me off of her insurance, I asked her constantly to meet me at the MVA. She would not come to meet me to Can take you her prove name off my the words that are coming out of your mouth? Can you show me one text, one email, anything other than your flapping I'm, guns? Anything to prove I'm what you're you saying? My honor. I'm giving you my honor. Yeah. Okay. A, because she's giving me texts 
which are a little more solid than your honor, what I see mm -hmm. is that you just don't pay for insurance. So the rest of us mere mortals have to have insurance in order to drive, but you just let it be someone else's problem. And why? Why are you a victim, Ms. Rolfs? Do you know why, Ms. Rolfs? Do you know why you're a victim? Because you allow yourself to be a victim. You are sitting yeah. here ridiculously putting yourself in this situation. If the car is in your name, you know what else you could do? Take it, tell the police, and take it. There's right. so and many things that I you could do. I even con no, I even yeah, contacted yeah. lawyers to find out what legal because MVA did tell me about removing the plates. And when I went to go remove the plates, I wanted to remove the car as well. But the street was entirely way too small and too tight. I had the title. I had everything. Yeah, but you're talking um, about finally doing that three years after the problem. Three. Right. Right. Now, yeah, let uh, me ask you a question. Do you pay child support for your child? Yes, I'm actually, I've been disabled for a while. I'm trying to get back to work. I just started a new job to try to pay this child support. And I and whenever I get money, I send cash to my daughter, her birthday, uh, when she when wants to do things for her. When was the last time he sent for her birthday? That's not, that's not child support. That's a birthday no, gift. When I'm was not, the last time you paid not, child support, Miss Rolfs? He's $13,000 in the rear, Your Honor. Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Whether it's routine maintenance and emergency repair or a dream project, Angie lets you compare quotes from multiple local pros, browse homeowner reviews, and even book a service instantly. Angie's been connecting people with skilled pros for nearly 30 years. So the next time you have a home project, bring it to Angie to get your job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. When was the last time he saw the child? Ms. Uh, Rolfs, when was the last time he saw a child? He's complaining that he d that you don't I let want, him see the I kid. I want to say I want to say around Dude. August, but it's not just no, it's not fair. Me, <laughs> it's not me. He is not a persistent all the time. He is a when it's suitable for me. Um, he does talk wow. to Kayla all the time. For him, Facetime all the time, right? But Kayla also doesn't want to go over or have anything to do when she wants to. When her sister is there, I have talked to her so many times. Kayla, you have to go. Kayla, you have to go. And she would burst out in no. tears, literally in tears. And I would have to sit there and take 15, 20, 30 minutes to calm her down. Because and it upsets you. Over there. Because it upsets you. That's the only reason she acts that way. She doesn't want to upset her mother, which makes no. sense. Now, she's she's lying. I'm sorry to use the word lie, but I haven't seen my daughter since June. When, June. Well, what have you done to see your daughter? Why are you playing, well, I I, I, you know, I, 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 I not, gave her I'm grief because, yes, because she's playing right. a victim. Why are you playing a victim? All you got to do is go to court and, and, and assert your right. You know, child support is not and a cover you, charge. And I did it. Child support is it. here. Visitation's here. They're not related. And, and you know, I did that. And they were going to put her in jail. She cried to me and gave me so much attitude that I withdrew the charges. And I just left it alone. Your Honor, that's not true. He didn't show up. I show, I, he did not show up for court the last time he tried to take me to court. I am the one that pursued court. How yes, much have well, you paid? You've paid $870.52 on April of 2019. Is that correct, Ms. Rolfs? I see the receipt for that. What else have you paid? If you see the uh -huh. highlighted hundred, that was in cash. Okay. If so I didn't have insurance for three years, what other proof do you have of what you've paid? 
It's nine. So you've you've paid nine hundred and seventy dollars and fifty two cents. What else have you paid? Um, my state refund was taken in the amount of eight hundred twelve dollars and fifty five cents. Okay. And then the final payment sure. to this twenty nineteen contract was made on August twenty fourth in the amount of fifty seven ninety six. Um, and then why are you I suing for five thousand dollars? So I Thank just you. purchased a new 2020 vehicle this year, um, actually just two months and? ago. And, and? And the dealership normally takes care of the tags and everything, and they sent me a refund in the amount of 135 stating that there was an outstanding insurance fine. So for the life of me, I can't figure out why. Um, I go to the MVA. I have to take off work. I have to go to the MVA, figure out what's going on, and then I find out that there's another fine. And that's where the new one came in for the 2020. Um, and I thought everything was taken care of. That's the amount of $1,200. So I'm now in another contract where I've already paid $250 for this, which I've submitted text evidence where I've contacted him just in August asking him what was going on. And that's where he said that he sold the vehicle. He no longer has it. I said, well, it's still registered. How can he sell the vehicle if your name names. is on the vehicle? Where's the vehicle right that's now, Mr. Best? That's what I Best? told him. She took the tags. When she takes the tags and it's sitting on a uh, public street, it's, it takes, it, they take it. I mean, that's all to it. And yeah, I know. That's is, how, you know, that would have been perfect because then it would get junked. It would get, it would, and then you wouldn't have $5,000 worth of fines. That's why you needed to take the tag off in 2016 when this clown was obviously going to do this to you. Okay? I don't get it. Oh, how man. much, according to you, how much have you paid, April. Ms. Rolfs? Uh, how much have you so paid, go. according to you, so far? So far. You're on the verbal insult. A total wow. of $2,366.13. But the total's going to be over 3400 once I pay off the new contract. And if she'd have handled this four years ago when we Let we me did see the together. new contract that you had to go into. So because of COVID, oh, look at my um, dog. I had to do it over the phone. So all my I dog. have is the new paper where you see, like, the FICO score, and I have, like, a bunch of writing on it. That's now all done over the yeah, phone. Yeah, that's your notes. That's not proof, okay? But, yeah, if, because but of COVID, we could get it through the emails, and that wouldn't be a problem, right? Right. Well, that's what I thought that this they were going to do, but when I never Just received unbelievable. anything. Yeah. I am ruling in your favor in the amount of the $2,366.13. Anything else that happens after that, you should have been taken care of so long ago. That is such a generous amount for me to award to you, okay? Because truthfully, if the once you paid the one seventy five. You should have seen to it to take the plates off. But instead, you just kept letting it roll, letting it roll, and letting it roll. I'm ruling in your favor in the amount of $2,366.13. That's plenty for you to have figured out how to work your way out of this ridiculous situation you got yourself into. Verdict for the plaintiff. Thank you, Your Honor. Let's talk to the defendant, Mr. Bess. You know, this didn't make you look too good, Mr. Bess. What do you think about this and what the judge just decided? Uh, um, Ms. Ross, after 13 years of us being together, she owes me, she owes me $2,300. And, um, I'm just glad, I'm glad, just glad it's, um, it's ended. Well, you've got to pay. She came up with the, the judge made that decision. So there's a judgment against you now for the $2,300, uh, a little over $2,300. Let's see what Ms. Ross thinks about this. Ms. Ross, she finally got a judgment for some money against him. What do you think? 
Um, I'm happy. I mean, it's a portion of, you know, what I'm actually out of pocket for financially, because once all is said and done, I'm going to be out um, about thirty-four dollars to $3,500 because I have a new fine. I still don't know how I can get my name off the vehicle now because he doesn't have the vehicle. Maybe you ought to talk to a lawyer and get some legal help. It's time you do that. Yes. Do something. Anyway. All right. Well, congratulations. At least you did win something here in court. Let's see what the judges feel about this case. A lot of things to talk about. Here they are again. Another session of After the Verdict. Well, my 95-year-old mother-in-law would listen to this story and say, que hombre más sinvergüenza, <laughs> right? Which yeah. means... Uh, what a um, uh, shameless. shameless, shameless fellow. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I'm, I'm going to give her a court order that says her name's off the car and she can take it to the Department of Highway Safety and Motor Vehicles in her state and get her name off the car because right. this is just ridiculous. Right. I don't know who's driving it. I don't know if he still has it. I don't believe a word out of his mouth. Right. I don't know if he still has it and drives it with ro the wrong tags on it because he right. would never tell us if he was doing it. Um, so we're going to end this now. This ends today. Yeah, uh, she could have ended the nightmare a lot earlier, a lot easier. Yeah, and it, this probably a good piece of advice for people who have to go to court uh, is when you are in court, don't think it's a joke and, and you know, dance to your rhythm right. and laugh and chicken right. neck when the no. plaintiff is talking. Yeah. These are not things that are going to endear you no. to the child custody judge when no. you show up there probably or not. to any judge who's um, trying to determine the validity of the things coming out of your mouth. Good advice. <laughs> okay, uh, this is from somebody in a retirement home. Hey, Harvey, I really enjoy the People's Court and I have learned so much about the law. Do courts have a dress code litigants must follow? Uh, <laughs> um, no, they don't. Uh, it used to be the judges were sticklers about that, but times have changed and people can go to court basically in what they want to go in. But there is a measure of respect that you really should show a judge uh, when you go into a courtroom and it is noticed in a subtle way and it may not be mentioned, but it's not a good idea to go in there in board shorts and a tank top. Let me just tell you, that's going to do it for this case. Litigants for the next case inside the courtroom. This is the plaintiff, Sandro Francini. He says he hired the defendant to renovate his condo, and he later found out the guy wasn't licensed. He ended up using the wrong paint, which started peeling immediately. He operated his business under a fictitious name and scammed him out of $2,750, the amount he's suing for. This is the defendant, Marcelo Seidenberg. He says the plaintiff hired him to do some work in his condo. Then the coronavirus hit, and it was spreading. He had one worker there doing the work, but the plaintiff was calling him like ten times a day, complaining about every little thing. He was almost completely done with the job when the plaintiff fires him, then sues him? Please. If anyone's owed money today, it certainly isn't the plaintiff. He's accused of crummy contracting. The defendant has fought a countersuit for $3,500, the money he's still owed. All parties, please use your right hand. Welcome back to the People's Court. Next case on the docket, the plaintiff says he hired the defendant to renovate his condo. 
and then discovered the guy wasn't licensed, so he wants his money back. Now, the defendant says that he started the work, but then the pandemic hit, and he could only have one guy at a time do the work, and the plaintiff got impatient and fired him. It's the case of, that's some crummy contracting. Thank you, Douglas. You're welcome, ma'am. Okay, Mr. Francini, you bought a two-bedroom, two-bathroom condo in Palm Beach, and it needed some work. So how did you end up hiring the defendant to do that work? Uh, my mortgage broker uh, recommended me to use uh, the services of uh, the defendant on the basis that himself and his wife, a Florida real estate agent, had actually been using the services of uh, the defendant for the past 10 years and really vouching for the quality and workmanship of, of this particular individual. After okay, so what with, is the uh, work that you wanted to have done by him? I wanted him to do the uh, painting of the walls, the trimmings, remove all the appliances, which were the old ones were actually gifted to him and his employees, as well as finish doing the um, bathrooms, removing the cabinets of the uh, bathrooms, as well as the toilets, and doing the uh, removal of the popcorn ceiling as well as replacing it with what is called the knockdown texture. Right, so go on. Subsequent to this, uh, he was requested prior to start the job to present licenses as well as insurance, which he failed to so do. So before the, the work happened, failed. did you, so well, what do you mean? He failed to, but then why'd you let him in to do the work? Uh, because he manifested, the defendant manifested that condo associations usually are very difficult to deal with, and the least I would tell them... So you were doing it under the sly, weren't you? You were kind of under the radar of the Homeowners Association, weren't you? N not me, Your Honor, because I actually told the, the Homeowners Association exactly what I was going to do. It is the defendant that manifested, because that's his experience, not mine. I'm not a, a, I, I'm not a handyman or whatever. Uh, to actually decide what is required and what isn't required. And when I presented a, a copy of uh, the scope of work, which I filled out myself, unsigned by the defendant, they actually gave me the permission. So it is the condo Okay, so stop one second, stop one second. So you applied for uh, the condo association approval of the work, and he signed that document. No, is that he correct? Did not, Your Honor. He did not. Oh, oh. He never signed. Wow, that would solve. Not, yeah, that, that would have helped. A single, there is not a single piece of paper that the defendant has ever produced. He has never provided anything in writing what? at all. And yet you have given him how much money? For 2000 first, 2000 then, and $931 later. As he. Okay, provided, I have a question for you. Is there ever any agreement among you two about how much the work would cost? Yes, yes. And there what was, was the agreement between you two? The verbal confirmation that he expressed to me was $4,000 to do the ceiling and the paint. And later on, when he found mold in the laundry, was another $400 to remediate the mold and $931 to install the air purifier in the air handling. And the day he was fired, he left the property upon my request and never filed any request for payment if there was any balances due. So, Did you ever ask to see a license? Several times it repeated in emails. Did you ever and, uh, see it? 
Okay, listen to me. Did you ever see? I don't mean after everything hits the fan. I mean beforehand. Did you ever say, show me your license? No, I did not because I've okay. been your owner. Are you licensed, Mr. Seidenberg? I am not licensed as a general contractor. I am not. I work as a handyman. All right. Do you have a mold remediation license? No, I do not. Did you know no, that in I the don't. state of Florida, you cannot do mold remediation unless you have a mold remediation license? I do know. I do know. I, the, the reason why we end up doing this is because he, uh, he hired us first for the removal of the popcorn ceilings and knocked down the, the ceilings. And right after right. that, so let's to be clear, with... let's let, I want to see I want to I want to make sure that I understand what is involved here. Let's look at a picture of popcorn ceiling that I am very familiar with. And then he wanted knockdown. Which looks like this. Which why bother is <laughs> so you wanted the not you wanted to take away the popcorn, but you wanted to put the knockdown. Um, now, you're handing this guy all this money. You have zero in writing. All you have is verbal. According to you, he's supposed to charge you five grand, like 4900 and something, which is actually what you paid him, right? Correct. But for a complete job of the interior painting, which you say wasn't done, tell me the problems and what caused you to fire him. Okay, what caused me to fire him is uh, if this is the mold remediation that he states he was almost ready to complete, this shows exactly the state at which defendant left the job 17 days after he stepped foot in, into the property. This is the evidence of the deficiencies that this guy now claims $3,500 for mold remediation, which not only, as you asked him before... Okay, hold on one second. Higher. I want to see this. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold yeah. on. So I have the picture up. That's the picture. What exactly is this? Tell me what the picture should be showing me. It should show a, a, a marble tile, a, a travertine tile on the floor, the, the way that uh, mm -hmm. he was supposed to have finished it, painted the, the put sheet rock to cover that orangey portion that you see in the photo and the pipe, and reinstalled, at my discretion, the cabinet that was removed from there, which is where we discovered the mold was. And, that and is Okay, you fired right. him before he finished all that work, right? Well, so you're saying yes. he can't send me an invoice saying he's owed three thousand, or he can't now counterclaim, which he's doing, $3,000 for mold remediation because this is all the guy did. He sprayed some orange stuff in there. Besides what did the you do to remediate the mold? Either. Actually, you know what? It doesn't even matter because what you, whatever you did to remediate the mold, this is very serious business in Florida. The issue of whether you need a contractor's license or you can be a handyman to do sealing that's pretty clear you can be a handyman. The issue of whether you need a contractor's license or can be a handyman to do other stuff is more, it's a little unclear sometimes. But mold remediation, there's no confusion. You're not allowed to do it. And not only are you not allowed to do it, you can be arrested for a misdemeanor for doing it. Criminal. That's how serious the Florida authorities are. Um, what is it that caused you, Mr. Francini, to finally say, don't come back, I don't want you here? Poor workmanship, incomplete work. In the, in the issue of painting the, uh, the doors, which uh, uh, were doors that were actually old doors that needed to, to be painted, he used uh, latex, 
where latex can never be mixed with alkyds. So it's an oil-based paint, and he used a latex, which started creating bubbles. And by his own admission, he said to me that they had used the wrong paint. And that had to be fixed by the guy that actually had to hire to okay, finish the so you, how is it you fire him? Do you fire him face-to-face, -face or you send him a text or an email, or how do you fire him? I, I send him an email, Your Honor. Do you ever answer his email or no? I never have any emails from him. At any point no. in time, you have a counterclaim against him yes. for $3,500. At any point in time, did you send him a bill for that $3,500? No, no, Your Honor. No, Your Honor. So this it's only a, once he's filed a lawsuit banks, against you that you decided to, to send that bill. Well, what happened is, let me, let me explain myself if I can, okay? This is what happened. We got, we got hired first to do the popcorn ceilings. We finished that thing, and he's like, I need to paint the apartment, you know? And he had a deadline. He has to do it right away. Okay, that, so what you did stuff. was you painted, you painted most of it, but I know that there's stuff you didn't paint Right? You didn't get to because he fired you, right? Like, for example, the new people who come in say that they had to paint the ceiling in the entrance, in the kitchen, and in the bedrooms. That they painted four closets, water heater, closet, air conditioning closet, linen closets. That they had to peel off, prime, and paint the nine doors. That's the portion of the painting that they say they had to do because you either didn't finish it or didn't do it or whatever. Is it accurate that you hadn't done that because you hadn't gotten to it yet? We were 90% finished with that. He was very happy with the paint, how it was going. And then, then I told him, this is what happened is, he's like, you know, he, it was like an auction. My job was like an auction, you know. It's like if I say I want 2300 I'll give you two, you know. It was, it was never what we asked for, you know. So, you know, we start. You mean a I negotiation? So, a how negotiation. much did you tell him it was going to, right? How much did you tell him it was going to cost, the whole thing? Uh, we start with the ceilings. We got hires with the ceiling, and I told him I can do the ceilings for 3300 And he's like, okay, I'll give you 3000 I'm like, you know, listen, okay, you know, I'm going to let it fly. Now, in the meantime, okay. we're like, we have to remove vanities, we have to remove faucets. We also changed in the laundry his uh, spigots. In, in the meantime, that we, we're almost done with the, with the paint. The reason why we couldn't finish by the day that he wanted us to finish is because we had a whole other bunch of other things to do that he put in the way. So when we got fired, I'm like, okay, what, what am I going to do? You okay, know, I got it. So the work you did do was remove the popcorn ceiling, refinish it by doing the knockdown uh, texture. You ins did you install one or two fans, ceiling fans? I think it was two, ce it was two ceiling fans, two ceiling fans. Yeah. And you know, my, uh, my one or two brightness. light fixtures. Two. All right, and do you installed the air purifier in the AC handler? Yes, I installed that myself. You I removed the appliances? Yes, we did. Which okay. he th he's and, like, oh, and he's doing us a favor. Actually, you know, he's not doing us a favor. We doing him a favor by taking that out, you know? All right, so here's where we are then. I've got you paying an additional $1,850, Mr. Francini, to someone else to get stuff completed. But many of the things that that someone else did 
were not even billed by him. I've got a bill from you for $9,400. You're out of your mind, okay? Number one, you're not gonna get a penny for the mold remediation. And number two, when you guys don't have a contract beforehand, and it's a swearing match about who was supposed to pay how much for what, guess what happens? You leave it up to the lady in the black dress to decide how much the work is worth. Welcome back to the People's Court. Now it is up to the lady in black for a final ruling. Let's go back into the courtroom. I am making the following findings. As to, let's handle your counterclaim first. In your counterclaim, you are asking for $3,000 for mold removal, which you cannot collect because you are not a licensed mold removal person. Okay. I strongly advise that you never again engage in that because it is actually a misdemeanor to engage in it. And to engage in it a second time is a felony, okay? As for the 500 for removal and disposal of debris, what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna look at the work that was done and decide what that work is worth because that's a position you gentlemen put a judge in when you don't have a contract in writing for work that is this many thousands of dollars. By the way, let me explain something to you too, um, Mr. Francini. I'm not an idiot. I know when people don't really care to see the license and all that is because they're getting a pretty good deal. Um, because when you really are very adamant about seeing a license, you say, give me your license number. I know who I hire who's a handyman and who's not because the handyman is the guy who says, I don't have a license, okay? So, you know, don't, nobody think that I'm, I'm thinking that you got fooled or anything. It's just that he was so well recommended. You wanted the work done fast. COVID was upon us. And then it turns out it wasn't working out for you, which is fine. But I get to decide what a fair amount is. And what I decide a fair amount is, is exactly what you've already paid him. I am not gonna order him to return any money. And as for your counterclaim against him, the 500 I'm including in the amount that he already paid you, so that takes care of that. I find the appropriate fee to be what you've already received, which is almost $5,000. It's a lot of work to do the popcorn ceiling. That alone should be $3,000 of it. And I, but I am not ordering him to pay you an additional three grand for mold removal for the reasons we've already gone into. Good luck, gentlemen. Bye. And next time, get it in writing. So in this really complex case, it ends up being a zero-zero tie. Nobody gets anything. It ends up the way they came in. So let's see what the defendant feels about uh, what the judge just told him, especially about mold renewal. You, you learned a valuable lesson, I think. What do you think, Mr. Seidenberg? Yes, I think, uh, well, she's absolutely right. In this occasion, you know, it was unexpected that the mole was there and he needed to get it out. We were trying to be nice with him. But yes, I will not do no more mole remediation, not even as a favor if somebody needs it. It's a smart decision on your part. Really, next time you could go to jail. <laughs> and that's not good. Mr. Fancini, you don't get the 2750 you were seeking. Sorry about that. What are you thinking? Lesson learned. I wish him well. Get your licenses so you can represent yourself because you are a nobody. Thank you. All right, let's see how the judges feel now. There's a very complex issues in this case. For the umpteenth time, Marilyn, you're hearing a case where there's no written contract and the judge has to revert to concepts like quantum merit, unjust enrichment, quasi-contract, and find rough justice and find out what the real amount is that someone should be compensated for and not a penny more, right? right. 
Right. And how, how hard would it have been for one of these two to just send a text message one day saying, you know, oh, by the way, I sent you that 2000 that's for the down payment of X on the scope of the work, Y, or whatever, just something, something to get to an expression in writing of what their real intent was right. to make it a little bit, make your job a little bit easier and make them be And protect to... them. I mean, that's, you know, that's for their protection, for both of their protection, but definitely the homeowner. Get it in writing. Get it in writing. Uh, Pamela Ann wants to know this. Uh, hey, Harvey, uh, new tenants moved above me with an emotional support dog in a no-pet complex, and it's running around all night barking and keeping me awake. That is an interesting situation because under the Americans with Disabilities Act, if this constitutes a disability, if it rises to that level, uh, they may have a right to have that dog, even if there's a no-dog policy. If it doesn't rise to that level, then I think you can go back to the landlord, to the very least say, curb the barking or get the dog out. We'll see you next time.